Welcome, everyone. This is episode 62 of the Thrash Report. My name is Chris. This week, our episode is sponsored by Discover CBD Twin Cities. They have a great offer for Thrash Report listeners. Discover CBD Twin Cities offers safe, top-tier CBD products of the highest quality. All their products are third-party lab-tested, manufactured in an ISO 7 clean room. They're organically grown and sourced from Southern Colorado. They encourage you to try their brand new, relaxing, soothing, and tasty new Delta 8 line of edibles. New Delta 8 chocolate, tinctures, and gummies. Available now at discovercbdtwincities.com. Don't forget, use code THRASH for 20% off your order and free shipping. That's a great deal for you guys. Again, check out Discover CBD Twin Cities for all your CBD needs. And we want to thank them for their support. And uh, this is for Thursday, September 30th, 2021. This is your weekly music commentary podcast. We're going to discuss all things metal and heavy music. We have a special episode with the return of live music. We have some great concert calendar recap events that have happened. So it's going to be a fun time as as, uh, my co-host and I kind of walk through our experiences returning to live music after a year and a half. Um, Joining me, Jim Osborne. Jim, what's going on, man? Ooh. I heard something. Oh, waited two hours in line for this shit. <laughs> Liquid death. Nice. Yeah, that should have been the best water I've ever friggin' tasted, but it tasted, well, it did taste like metal coming out of a can. <laughs> yeah, so I've got uh, quite a story for everyone about Knotfest in Iowa. So we'll get to that. So how are you, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It, uh, you know, we had a, um, you know, we actually got to hang out in person, which again, doesn't happen very often uh, nowadays. But, uh, you know, I'm doing well. We want to actually take a minute to, and again, apologize for, uh, you know, the delay in getting episodes out. We understand that really we need to be a little more consistent doing that. And uh, we will. Um, you know, we just, we have had uh, life, you know, and uh, and live shows. So, but we're going to be a little bit better on at least letting letting our uh, listeners know and making sure that we are, uh, we're, uh, we're consistently getting these episodes out to you guys. And don't forget, I mean, if you, uh, if you head over to wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on that uh, platform, just to make sure that you do get the new episodes as they're published, you get notifications as we get new episodes launched. So uh, you can always be part of the conversation. So um, again, thank you so much for your patience. We really do appreciate it. Very much so. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll keep plugging. We'll get busy. Nice. So we have a, a handful of shows that uh, mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about. And one of the things that I want to talk about, I don't know, I, I don't think we've actually had a chance to um, talk about the Warlando Metal Fest that happened. Um, just outside Orlando at the uh, the fairgrounds there. I happened to be down there um, for a few days. Um, the highlight really of the of the uh, of kind of my mini vacation was mm-hmm. actually going to see Orlando. This was my very first like real show since COVID um, outdoor festival. They had um, like I don't know, like 10, 10 bands or so. They had two different stages. Um, it was it was interesting. So there was no um, at this show there was no uh, requirements or proof. I know that some shows coming up. Um, mm-hmm. I know through Live Nation they'll actually flag shows that you need proof of a negative test or a vaccination. Um, this particular uh, uh, what I went to this um, live festival. It, there was no proof required. I'd say like half the people had masks. Um, and uh, it actually felt really good to like walk around the fairgrounds, kind of, you know, seeing people like seeing my 
my kind of people, right? Yep. <laughs> seeing a bunch of metalheads, um, you know, you miss seeing all the different concert tees and, you know, uh, battle vests and like checking out the patches and stuff. It's just yep. super fun. And uh, so I, I want to just mention too, a couple things. Um, so there, there was two stages and I wanted to make sure that I didn't, um, I didn't want to lose my spot for um, El Nino, Soulfly, Sabaton, and of course, Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I only saw, so I did catch a sworn enemy on the second stage, which again, they were, they were awesome. It was really good. Um, yeah, yeah. And then soon after that, I went over to uh, the main stage and I really, to be honest, I was kind of planted because I didn't want to risk losing my spot and they were far enough away where you could miss some of the set of each of them as you're going back and forth. Cause they were mm -hmm. starting literally when one ended, the other stage would start. Yep. And, uh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you're not <laughs> waiting around for, you know, 40 minutes while you're, uh, you know, getting the next band going. Right. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a really fun time. Uh, the one thing I will say, it was hard because it was so hot, like brutally hot, like 100 degrees in the shade, wicked humidity. It was like you couldn't escape it. Um, they did have uh, they did have Liquid Death there. They were sponsoring um, again, four bucks a can. But what do you do? Um, but also what was cool there is they actually had Monster Energy sponsoring and Rain uh, Energy Drink, and they were oh, handing man. out free cans Damn, of awesome yeah yeah so you could you could walk through those those booths and uh just grab a, a free can of monster and uh but as far as the bands i mean everything sounded great the one of the surprises i i really i didn't know i was kind of out of the loop i kind of missed the news i didn't know that dino from fear factory was filling in with soulfly yeah and so they did a fear factory <laughs> they did like a uh fear factory uh intro um uh for replica and then they actually played the entire song they played um i don't know now but anyway they actually did a, a full cover of fear factory song which was i was i was thrilled it was it was really really good this was my first time seeing sabaton and i will tell you it was super fun and i got again a lot of people you know maybe they're not into that style right um but they put on an amazing show, full of energy. I didn't realize, again, I've never seen them live. I didn't realize like how happy they are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see the pictures and it's like tanks and shit and they're like all like flak jacket and shit and, and yep. the singer looks like a hard ass. Dude, he is one of the happiest motherfuckers. I, I mean, he's smiling, he's cracking jokes. It's, it was super fun. You know, um, they they really had a great show, and there were so many people there that were Sabaton fans. And I actually uh, I texted a buddy of mine while I was there because as I was walking around, I would say Sabaton fans and Sabaton T-shirts far outnumbered any other band that was there. Wow. It was it was crazy, and um, uh, a buddy of mine, Jason, that I just recently uh, had dinner with, we were talking about music for gosh, three hours. Um, we were talking about Sabaton and he mentioned that Sabaton is one of those that kind of crosses that even if you're not a metal fan, you may know about Sabaton. I don't know. Um, but and then as, as we led up to Judas Priest taking the stage, um, I am absolutely um, just still amazed that Rob is just a badass. I mean, he's 70 years old um, with his grandpa beard and he's just, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of wonder, you know, I jokingly mentioned this, but it, who knows every song between every song, he would go behind stage, right? He had this little curtain thing that would open on the side. He would go back there and I don't know if he's getting oxygen <laughs> or what, but also, I lost track 
I think he must have, I don't know, a dozen different jackets that he puts on and wears as he comes often on the stage, like different jackets, different. Um, one is like this giant trench coat with patches on it. Um, a couple different leather ones with the sequins on it, the short leather biker one that says heavy metal on the back. I mean, there mm -hmm. was a different jacket every time he showed up on stage, but he sounded, sounded phenomenal. You know, I think it just, it was a, a really great show and they played, um, see, I'm one of those guys that cheat. I know some people don't like to do this, but I usually go to set list and I look at see I look at what set list and what they played at the previous show. I was going to mention to you on Tuesday when I saw you that don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And that, so totally understand. Some people don't like that. Um, but I, I, uh, I, I like, I think the anticipation of knowing that song is coming is, is that makes me happy as well. So anyway, um, yeah, they, they kept going. They played after they came back for their encore, they did like three more songs that weren't that they didn't play the night before. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good show. So, um, that's kind of my quick overview of, of Orlando. Um, you know, I think that it, it was, it was facilitated really well too. You, you did have to walk a little ways, like where they let you in. Um, I had a lift to drop me off and I had to walk several blocks to get to where I am, but that's because you're in the fairgrounds, but it mm -hmm. wasn't like you were, you know, nuts to butts people like the line. I mean, security line was super quick. You know, showing my ticket was super quick. There was no waiting, like showing your ticket. I mean, everything was was facilitated really well. When you once you got inside the fairgrounds, they had the food trucks spaced out, um, kind of across each other. They weren't like in a line, so you kind of mm -hmm. like had to zigzag to kind of get to the food trucks. They had two different giant uh, beer and and refreshments tents, but also they had several separate little stands that were only doing margaritas and they were doing like these long, big margarita plastic yep. cup things. Yeah. <laughs> the yard. So, yep. So people were definitely getting their, uh, their hydration on. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, I was, I was pleased again. I think if I were to do it again, again, this one, the big draw for me was going to see priest. Um, oh, one thing that I wanted to mention again, I missed, uh, the, the convalescence cause they're on the other stage. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed out about that, but, um one thing i did want to mention is i kind of caught a little bit of um when i had to go take a piss tommy vexed was uh of black wolves or bad wolves was on the second stage formerly of and he was he was just jaw jacking <laughs> i mean i again i don't i don't want to take sides or whatever but you know he started to talk about blabbermouth started talking about fans started talking about you know bad wolves and and everything else that goes along with it but i didn't stick around long enough to really uh you know <laughs> listen to the entire thing so i went back to uh, to the main stage but but that was my uh orlando quick overview um I'm really happy I got to see Priest, you know, um, I, I don't know if there's going to be another tour, right? And you just, you never know when you're 70. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> and you know what, this is a good time. Let's do a shout out. Um, mm -hmm. we, I'm really happy that Richie Faulkner um, was able to get the care that he needed. Um, he did have heart surgery and he's now recovering. Things went well. We wish him a speedy recovery. Um, you know, he, he was there and he ripped it. And I know he was just at louder than life festival as well. And just ripped it. Um, and so I, uh, it's, it's crazy. You, you know, you never know what someone's going through on the inside and uh, relatively young guy. And uh, all of a sudden, apparently he had a heart attack. So. Yeah. And uh, apparently yeah, because uh, today on the radio, Jose was talking that he was talking to Richie that night after the show and everything seemed perfectly normal and fine. And then next thing you know, he's in the hospital. And I can only assume that our resident heart surgeon, Bill Joya, was the one that fixed him up. <laughs> Dude's everywhere. That'd be crazy. <laughs> nice work, Bill. I'm going to tell everybody it was you. <laughs> yeah, get well, Richie. Right on, right on. So then you... You got to go to again a, a, a show that 
a I shit I show. I wish I could have been there, <laughs> but now maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was good and bad, or it was great and really bad. Of course, talking about Not Fest in Indianola, Iowa, last week, last Saturday. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Uh, it, it is commonly known now as Line Fest. And I was thinking that that day and telling people and people all over the comment sections on all the stories are calling it Line Fest. And I was like, Not Fest, if you're not in line, you are. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was a very interesting day, regardless of how awful some of the planning and shit was. But uh, I'll start at the beginning. We got up. uh, So Indianola is about 15 miles south of Des Moines. And we had a hotel on the northwest side of Des Moines. So we drove down to the mall on the southeast side where they were taking shuttles back and forth. So easy parking there. We get on a bus right away. Our bus driver is wearing a Nirvana shirt and just won't shut up about Nirvana <laughs> while we're waiting to go, yeah, which is fine. Um, but I don't know, he was, Josh was his name, and uh, he was an interesting fella. So he starts off by saying that the company I work for is out of Waukee, Iowa, but I grew up down here, so I know all these roads. I'm going to get you right in there. Everyone's going to follow me because I know the way. Okay. Great. Awesome. <laughs> so we finally get all loaded up. We start moving and the dude is just yapping. He just won't stop talking. And then before we're even out of the mall parking lot, there's a Petco off to our left. And some dude says, Hey, there's a Petco here. And Josh says, yeah, it's where I get my wax worms for my pet salamander. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about? Just, odd individual so we're starting to kind of make up stories about like this what this guy does at home and stuff and his pet's probably named sal and he's probably a, some sort of commander so sal the commander salamander or something shit that's funny so, at first at first i was thinking otto from the simpsons but apparently <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later <laughs> uh, so we're moving we get out of the parking lot we're on a highway we're going up a hill the buses behind us start falling behind. So Josh pulls over, not on the shoulder, into the fast lane and stops. Oh my God. Yep. So, you know, it's probably 60 mile an hour highway right here. So he stops and waits for all the other buses because we got the impression that he sees himself as some sort of savior because he knows these roads and he knows how to get there. And other people can't figure it out. So this is his purpose in life. So he's, Stopped in the fast lane, the buses catch up, and then we started going again. And then we get off the highway. And I was looking at, you know, I'm a map nerd, so I'm looking at the map before we leave and stuff. Like, oh, this doesn't look like too long of a drive. And we get off the highway, and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then we get onto a, so it was a four lane highway that we just got off of, like, not quite an interstate yet. But so then we get off on a two lane road and we're going a while, and like, we're going east, we're supposed to be going south. So I think on a good day with no traffic and nothing going on, that would be a good way to drive to this venue. <laughs> but it, I know he just always had to stop and wait for the other buses and cutting in front of traffic and shit. And <laughs> okay. So enough about Josh from the nineties. <laughs> so, but as promised, he did get us right up to the gate and oh yeah, because before we got off the gravel road, that goes to the gate there was cars lined up for probably a thousand feet and he says, all right, I'll get you up there. Watch this pulls over onto the shoulder. So we've got the left tires on pavement, the right tires over the gravel and onto grass at the top of the ditch. And he's just flying by all these cars, blaring his horn. We're almost hitting mailboxes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And we finally get up to the, the gate and there's just people everywhere. And then there's an estimated 30,000 people expected and that did sell out. And I'm pretty certain all 30,000 showed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the doors open at 11 bus drops us off. I think about 1130 and we're just kind of standing there and there's people everywhere. There's people. The only where the only place people are not is in the middle of the gravel road. There's people lined up going East and West on the North side and the South side of the road. So we get dropped off at the gate. And we're just kind of looking around like, 
where's the line? <laughs> so we followed some people and actually I think we kind of might've cut in front of a few people because we just didn't know where we we're going. And then this, it was awful, but it was fun too. Cause like you said before, we were surrounded by metalheads and it was just good to be around like-minded people. Yep. But now picture a line. So you got a, a sideways T like if you're looking down, picture a T on its side. So on one end, maybe not quite to the end of the skinny part of the T, that's where the gate was. Then we had to slowly walk in line going west for uh, probably a thousand feet. And then there, that's where the T intersects. So then we go north on the right side of the road, probably another 400, 500 feet. And then the line curves and goes to the other side of the street and then starts heading south. And then we walk all the way down there. Meantime, people are drinking and smoking and got a piss. There's people pissing everywhere. Some people going right into the cornfield or up into the woods. Some people just on the side of the road. So <laughs> is there any, is there any like staff that are like corralling people or anything? Uh, yeah, there's people walking up and down the road saying, you know, get to the side of the road. we got buses coming. So people keeping people out of the middle of the road. And then at the intersection of the T, there was somebody kind of directing people where to go. And so we're coming down the south side of the west side of the T now. And we're right at that intersection. And then we just see this group of people just, they must have walked in um, kind of where we were and had, like us had no idea where the line was. So we just hear this dude start shouting, where the fuck do we go? <laughs> <laughs> and another guy's like, ah, oh, fuck this. So then he starts taking off. This whole group of probably 15, 20 dudes just starts walking. They cut through one side of the line, go down the ditch, hop over a fence and just start walking. And then it's like a mass exodus. Just people just started following them. Probably a good hundred people or so. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. Line just got slower. <laughs> so then we go south again. We get to the south end of the T other end and then we turn around again and start walking up the t again get to the intersection take a right going back towards the gate now keep walking keep walking keep walking we go past the gate another probably 300 feet cross the road and then start heading back towards the gate again now this is like a chain link fence there's a probably like a six foot wide opening that all these people are walking through so we're you know not you know two by two probably and Luckily, we were with cool people behind us and stuff, so we were chatting the whole time. And um, So we get to this chain link fence, we go through it, and the line keeps going. It goes down a hill and then up a hill. And there's a parking area here, so there's all sorts of uh, people driving around, people walking, getting out of their cars, going to VIP and stuff. So, But we're still in line, so we walk slowly down this hill. And like how long, so you're not even to, like you're, so you're past the gate into the parking area. How long have you been in line this far? uh this part probably two hours oh my gosh yep so after we were in there for a half hour the music starts playing we can kind of hear it because we're off to the side of the stage and behind it we can tell there's music on but yeah, we're missing bands at this time so we start going up the final hill to what we think is the end of the line and we got even more entertainment because it was a dusty it was a grass field, but there, it was so dry. There's just dust getting kicked up everywhere. So all the cars we were walking behind had dicks drawn on them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the dick parade. <laughs> it's, it's the penis parade. Yep. So there's penis art going all the way up and down this parking lot. <laughs> we're thinking, you know, people have no idea it's going to be on there because when they get in their car to leave, it's going to be nighttime. They're not going to see it. So <laughs> we're going to go to church the next day or something. And then... <laughs> I mean, dicks all over their cars. And, but so that was a good laugh. And then we get up to another chain link fence, and there's some dude yelling, saying, Come on, file in, or come on, file in. Like, what the fuck do you think we've been doing the last two hours? Like, <laughs> getting in. So at this point, the line widens, and now we're at, it looks like the actual gate. You know, there's, it's probably 100 feet wide of people now instead of 10 feet. So we're walking up, we get in line. They said there's three different lines to go through security and we're getting closer. Finally, we get corralled into the, you know, literal corral going into the security. So I've got my phone out with my tickets on it and I'm getting ready to show it. I get up there and I'm like, nope, this is just security. And I look behind them like, oh, fuck, another <laughs> line. 
So we get through security. Luckily at this point, they actually had their shit together and you could, we didn't really wait to get past that point. We just walked up, showed our tickets and got in, just took a big deep breath and uh, we're in. Wow. And we're, hungry. and we're hungry. So we were in line two and a half hours and I, it was at, I looked at the map and mapped it out and it was about a mile that we were in line and two and a half hours. So we get in and by this time, oh, I forgot to say too, we were getting thirsty in line too. And there's a little like 50 mil airline bottle of Dr. McGillicuddy stuck in the fence. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, not going to drink that. <laughs> We looked and the seal was cracked. So somebody had opened it and we're like, hey, who the hell knows what's in there? Right. <laughs> yeah. So luckily we were surrounded by cool people. They were patient and we got in and then there's people everywhere. So while we were in line, um, I didn't miss any of the bands that I really wanted to see, but there's a lot of bands that I've never seen and don't know a whole lot about that I've heard on liquid metal and stuff, but I wanted to check them out because I've heard people say that they're awesome. Yep. So vended, I missed them. Windows seven, gate creeper, turnstile. I heard a little bit from, and then I think I heard knocked loose while we were in line waiting for our food. So that was another thing they had. Uh, the food trucks were kind of in a semicircle and not a very big area. So you couldn't tell what line went where. So I was just, I mean, there's just people everywhere and you have no idea if you're cutting and so I'm just looking around at the least popular food names, like, <laughs> burgers and chicken strips. All right, let's go over there. And, <laughs> and that's when you had texted me like, oh man, I wish I was there. I bet you're having so much fun. And I responded like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. we get our food, we walk through the crowd, we sit down, we eat it. And by this time it's probably almost 2.30 and we haven't done shit, but stand in line. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. I feel for you, man. <laughs> yep. And then the fun part, we think, okay, well, we got a lot of people here and there's not, you know, there's lines for everything. Maybe we should get some water and stock up on some water. So we don't have to return to go get water, just get it all in one stop and put it in our bag. So there was two ends. There's where the food was, was kind of on the West side and it was very crowded over there. And that was by stage one. The stages were right next to each other because they were alternating bands too like what you were saying that stage one would play and then that band would end and then 10 minutes later the next band would start and it was on schedule all day until megadeth i think they were eight minutes late hmm. so that was good and so there was less people on the east side over by stage one or stage two so we walked over there and there's three tents there's you can see a merch tent and then a tiny little white tent in the middle and then on the right there was it said uh not fest bar like okay well let's see what that one in the middle is walk down and i see some guy turn around and he's carrying like uh like eight cans of liquid death I'm like did you get that at this tent right here he's like yeah good luck getting in there and <laughs> he points out the line and no shit it was a square like <laughs> i went away from the tent and then went north then east and then south so it was almost a big square around this thing and uh, we got in and we we're just again just so slow it was slower than the line to get into the show because we got up there and there's four people working and people weren't just or people go up there buy cases of this stuff and we one guy bought two 12 packs it turns around or this it was 96 bucks <laughs> wow so Yep. So we're waiting in line for two hours and there's bands still playing, but luckily the, the stages were pretty big and kind of up on the top of a hill, but they had two giant long rectangular screens on each side of the stage. So we could actually see what's on stage, but whoever's doing the camera pretty much only stayed on one person. You mm -hmm. didn't see a, like a zoomed out view or anything. Um, so we could, I saw uh, Fever 333 on the screen and could kind of see the stage sounded great and it was I'm not a big fan of theirs i like a couple of their songs but they sounded awesome live and put on a good show got it 
And then uh, on the after that, on the other stage, Tech Nine. I had seen the name, but I had no idea who it was. But it's, uh, he's a rapper. He came out, mm-hmm. and I was impressed. He's I'm I'm not a hip hop fan, but it was entertaining. And I was thinking, you know, why is there a rapper here? And I was thinking, I was Slipknot. You know, it's like new metal, and how new metal is kind of tied into hip hop a little bit. And mm-hmm. so there's probably hip hop fans here. So. And I thought it fit in pretty well, and it was entertaining. And then uh, we're approaching the tent now to get our water, and we finally get it, just in time for Trivium to start. So I didn't miss any of the big bands that I wanted to see. So finally, we can sit down and enjoy things. We we ate. We made sure we ate a shitload so we wouldn't have to eat again. And we had our water, and then... We got to finally sit and enjoy the show. And from then on, it was great. So awesome. Yep. So the sound was awesome. The bands were great. It was just the people who put the shit together failed. <laughs> that is then, uh, absolutely just unbelievable. Yep. And then at this point, um, if people listening remember, our one of our first guests was Ro Coley from War Machine Merch. And he was there too, so we made sure to hook up with him. So he kept saying, "Oh, let's meet over here," or you know, after this, I'll meet you there. And I'm like, nope, still in line, still in line. <laughs> so we finally met up with Ro and got to meet him face to face. And he's a uh, as cool in person as he was on our show, and just dude knows everybody and has a story about everything. <laughs> he was talking to my wife and saying oh are you looking forward to Megadeth and she's like I'm not really a big Megadeth fan and I don't know and he's like kind of bummed like well yeah like the drummer is kind of my best friend so <laughs> <laughs> she felt kind of bad after that <laughs> wow but another story he told which is awesome um, if you remember from the episode he was on he ran the Roadrunner Records street team mm-hmm. so obviously a lot of connections there one of his, I forget if he worked there at the time, it was someone from Roadrunner had given him a Slipknot cassette and a shirt. And I think it was before these shirts were for sale. He said he was at a bar wearing it one night or at a show, like a local venue or something, or a smaller show. And he feels these hands grab him and start to shove him a little bit. And he's like, oh, mosh pit, okay, whatever. And then he's like, no, this is a little too aggressive. And then all of a sudden it goes a little faster and then he goes flying into a wall. He turns around and there's these two dudes getting right up in his face. Like, where'd you get that shirt? Where the fuck did you get that shirt? And just pissed at him. He's like, holy shit. No, my friend from Roadrunner gave it to me. And then they're like, oh, oh, here, let me fix you up. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But yeah, it was Corey Taylor and Sean the Clown from Slipknot. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Shit your pants. (laughs) That is the best. Yep, so we hung out with him for a little bit, and then he ran off to uh, do some work. Met up with him later during Lamb of God and Megadeth. And uh, while we were just sitting around, we were just people watching, too, because that's always fun. And so many hilarious shirts. And when it stands out, there's a guy in a shirt with a picture of John Wayne, the actor. But he had the clown paint from John Wayne Gacy on him. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. And then we hear kind of like this cheering coming from our left towards us. And there's this dad walking with his kid. He's probably five years old and he's got like full slipknot uh, coveralls on. He's got earphones protecting or uh, headphones protecting his ears. He's probably five and he's just giving the horns to everybody and people give the horns back. (laughs) He's kind of looking off to his side as they're approaching us. And I see this happening. So I throw my horns up. And he takes his pinky, he's got his horns, he takes his pinky, shoves it right up his nose and starts digging around. And then he sees me throwing horns and he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that <was just> oh. <laughs> so good. Yep. So then uh, the music, yeah, like I said, all the bands were awesome. Uh, Gojira, they, you know, they, uh, they're huge. Their sound is awesome and it's cool just it was relaxing kind of just listening to them because we were sitting at this point and kind of in the back and we could see them a little bit but they're just kind of resting up and stuff having our waters and so it's cool to kind of 
yeah. yeah, I'm curious. So after this show, then you and I got to meet up um, again with, with a few others. And we actually saw Metal Tour of the Year. Yep. Um, but I wanted to get your take. So you got to see Trivium and Megadeth and Lamb of God. You know, Two times. yeah. So, yep. you know, talk through a little bit like, you know, at Knotfest. Mm-hmm. You know, how was the sound? How was Megadeth? Yeah. So, like I said, Trivium already sounded amazing. Matt Heafy is an amazing frontman. Uh, I haven't seen them for probably 10, 12 years. So, the last time I saw them, they're on a small stage to a smaller crowd and just to see how much he's grown as a frontman and how the band has. It's was really cool. So, Trivium was awesome. Uh, Lamb of God, that was the first time I've ever seen them, and they just blew me the hell away. I mean, I knew they'd be good, but holy shit, was that good. And, you know, they started with uh, Memento Mori, kind of that slow intro music, and the curtain was up. And then all of a sudden, the curtain dropped, and then they go right into the song, and it just didn't stop until the very end. They ended with Redneck, and God, it was awesome. And and Megadeth, I don't know, not fest they didn't seem well, like they seemed a little stale and just didn't seem to have a lot of energy. And Dave's voice didn't seem that strong. Um, sound wise though, it was great. Um, I'll get to more about Megadeth in a little bit here, but um, then we went over to, oh, Suicide Boys, have you ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. And me and Ro were talking like, okay, we gotta go check these guys out. They're built above lamb of god so we went over to check them out as a like a hip-hop group and they had some fans in the crowd but they just didn't connect there they started off before their even first song they tried to get a wall of death going and it just <laughs> wasn't it just didn't happen and they just so they gave up and just kind of looked like ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately what i didn't like to see was halfway through their set we went over and sat down waiting for megadeth and a lot of people were talking shit about them and then the sound went out so you couldn't hear them anymore and a bunch of people started cheering like that's yeah, shit you know but not sure why they were built so high i understand why they're there like i was saying about tech nine um yeah and then a slipknot came on and things got crowded then because there weren't two stages anymore there's only right. one band playing so everybody converged and couldn't see the stage very well but like I said, they had the screens so we could see stuff. And Corey Taylor's new mask is just awesome. Yeah. And he is unreal as a front man. Like, same, like I was saying with Trivium, I haven't seen Slipknot Live for 15, 20 years. And, you know, those are on small OzFest stages. And, but when they've got their whole stage out there and Corey has become <laughs> yeah. a metal god. Just he he's, is he's, amazing. Yeah. Bigger than life, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, uh, Sid, he's kind of the little uh, sound guy. He was, <laughs> well, he was dressed. He had like this red cape thing on and it's a big hood and his, with his mask. And it random, reminded me of Orko from He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not hear Slipknot at once or one time mention Machine Gun Kelly. Good for them. Or as people are calling him, Machine Gun Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, right then on. with our experience earlier in the day of all the lines and stuff, we figured let's leave a little early. So we left and uh, walked out and there's a like 20 buses just waiting. We didn't know if we'd have to wait in line to get on a bus, but there's like a row of 20 buses and a group of them had just taken off. So we walk to the front one, the very front one, and I hear this voice and I look up. Josh. <laughs> you got Josh again. <laughs> it's Josh again. <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, he's a huge Nirvana fan. So I'm walking up the stairs and I look at him like, here we are now, entertain us. He just kind of looks at me like, what? Oh, yeah, Nirvana, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get on and we're thinking, oh, crap. It's got to be better this time, right? He'll just drive because people have been doing shuttles since 10 a.m. They did shuttles from 10 in the morning to 2 at night. Right. So there's no way this guy's going to stop and wait for everybody again because everybody's been driving this route all day nope <laughs> took us forever had to stop like three times to wait for the other buses and the whole time they're on the cbs just talking back and forth and 
we couldn't tell if he's talking to other buses or just himself some of the weird shit he would say <laughs> and we finally get back to the mall and we're near where all the people had parked and he's just going so damn slow and you think he's about to stop and then he goes again and because <laughs> you've been standing on your feet all day you just want to get back to the hotel and this guy just won't and um, you mentioned Otto before from the Simpsons and this someone called Josh Otto. He's like, <laughs> eh, my coworkers do that all the time, man. <laughs> and we started off quoting Otto lines from the Simpsons and, and people are getting anxious too. They're like, just stop the fucking bus. <laughs> Open the goddamn door. Oh man. And, yeah. And then reading some of the reviews too. So people, the line getting out was, I don't know how bad it was, if it was as bad as trying to get in, but I saw a lot of people saying how shitty it was to leave the place too. So luckily we didn't have that. And that is my day. And then uh, I did read that best concessions and catering. They're the people who put on the show or were hired to do all the vending and stuff. Wow. They, apolo they apologized. I Ironically, their name is best. <laughs> yeah. So I will not be accepting their apology, but they're blaming it on their staff quitting a few weeks ago and then they, they hired more help and then they quit the day of the show and didn't show up. And I understand that's a thing that's going on now being short staffed and stuff, but you planned on having two tents for water for 30,000 people. And yep. I did hear afterwards too, that there was a, you could go refill water bottles somewhere, but that was not advertised and nobody knew about it. I don't even, know where it was and and then uh mammoth productions they're the people who are responsible for the event they responded to best concessions and saying how disappointed they were and very vehemently said that no way blame any of this shittiness on slipknot or their crew or their company and i was thinking that all day too like how you know this is slipknot's hometown and this shit's happening and right right you know, it's not their fault they're the band and um but yeah and that too going back to the show seeing slipknot at their hometown and hearing Corey speak about growing up around here and seeing so many familiar faces so it's really really cool seeing slipknot at their home wouldn't that i mean it, i just can't imagine what that feeling would be like you know yeah so that was awesome and then the next morning like i said we stayed on the opposite side of des moines so probably well, I don't know how far, but far away from the mall area and where all the hotels you'd think would be. But our hotel was, there was a lot of metalheads there. And then we went to Perkins for breakfast and like everybody's wearing not fest shirts. And nice. I love it. it. Awesome. Yeah. Mixed with people that are getting done with getting out of church and stuff. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. So long story there, but yeah, that was uh, an interesting day. So it was good and bad, but definitely worth it to see the bands that i saw and like i said just seeing iowa or slipknot in iowa was right. amazing. yeah I, absolutely I, i'm glad that you did get value out of it again i'm really sorry you had to go through all that <laughs> yep. shit. when we were eating i said i don't think i'm gonna go to another festival ever but then after a few bands I'm like ah i'll be back <laughs> <laughs> um well uh well so then i mean we were again fortunate enough to see uh, the metal tour of the year mm -hmm. um, that was uh downtown minneapolis at the armory and uh you know we're, oh, we're coming up you. here on on almost an hour so we'll be really relatively quick but you know i uh i was absolutely just it was spectacular yep. it was so fun and they i mean none of the bands you know there's no disappointment at all I think my my two cents too is, um, like you said, Dave Mustaine. I feel as though that he just doesn't have the the vocal power that that you know. I mean, he's really quiet. I mean, between songs, he's talking, and I you couldn't mm -hmm. even hear him. Um, right. I think that you know, not that Dave Mustaine really sang well <laughs> but you know at least you could hear it uh you know over the music and stuff so but i i felt as though that yeah they absolutely played fantastic they played a relatively short set only 10 songs yeah um, it's like 45 minutes yeah yeah and so 
And uh, who knows? I don't know if that's part of maybe Dave's stamina just isn't where it used to be. I, I don't know. Um, but I think, I mean, as far as, as far as the show and the stage presence and everything, I mean, I think Lamb of God absolutely stole the night. I mean, it Big was time. amazing. I yep. think Randy is again, one of those just amazing frontmen that, mm -hmm. uh, he gets the crowd going and they had fire and pyro oh. and it was, <laughs> Yeah, the crowd chanting before the song, like, sing this next one with me. Walk with me. And then yeah. everyone screams in hell and the flames just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, great. they were they were awesome. And you had asked how I thought of Megadeth between both shows. And uh, like I said, it seemed kind of slacking a little bit at Knotfest, but different, different at the armory. It was, I don't know if it's because I could see him better and he was actually moving around and stuff instead of just watching him on a screen. But yeah, like you said, between songs, he was very soft. It was hard to hear him, but show wise, it was great. They sounded a lot better. His singing was a lot more powerful. So maybe just had an off night, but yeah, Megadeth yeah. was great. And um, I think my favorite part of the show was afterwards when we were just kind of standing in the balcony and I was chatting because our, uh, one of our most recent guests, uh, Aaron Moody, AKA Radical Larry. That's right. And he and his girlfriend, Danny, were at the show too. And they, we were gonna try to meet before the show, but yeah, they wanted to get in the very front row. So they succeeded. Then after the show, they came out, we were by the exit and we're standing there and I'm starting to see this dude yelling and throwing horns and there's Aaron. So we waved him up and started chatting with him. And I think the favorite part of my night was just seeing how damn excited he was. Like he was high. <laughs> Yep, he was definitely on cloud nine, man. Yeah. Yep, yep. and uh, Derek Verbeeren from Megadeth. If you're looking for your wristband, Aaron took it. That's right. <laughs> the best, and one of the things that was so great um, uh, was that Lamb of God when they're handing out picks at the end. Yep. It was actually Randy was handing out picks with a picture of a camera on it and his signature. Oh, cool. And then on the back of the pick, it says, "I don't use a pick." <laughs> I saw that on Twitter today that um, they were talking about it. I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. <laughs> yep. And apparently Danny, Aaron's girlfriend, had already grabbed a few that they were throwing. But then Randy looked down and saw her and handed, personally handed her like four more or something. So awesome experience for them. And check out Aaron's uh, socials for his experience. He's putting yep. up and then we, we actually saw too, we saw when uh, Hapreed, started going into destroy everything and of course randy comes out and starts belting it it was pretty great yep, yep. and art cruz was on the drums and then randy came yep. out uh, someone in our chat earlier too said that um hate breed played their slayer cover ghost of war oh yeah the show yep. and played it for us too yeah amazing and that was the other thing too the set lists were i think identical between the not fest and the tour so i knew what to expect but still awesome yeah, very cool. I was, I was really happy with the show. Um, and it felt really good again to be around our people. I'm looking yeah. forward to more shows. I know that speaking of shows, we're already getting shows that have been recently announced to already postponed. We had talked about Dream Theater. Um, they're already postponed until 2022. Mm. Um, I'm really happy that, you know, and again, there's all these other tours that are happening where they had to take nights off or get replacement people or, you know, because of COVID and luckily, you know, this, this tour metal tour of the year, they did six weeks and everyone stayed healthy. So mm -hmm. yeah, pretty great. Yeah. That was awesome. And one thing my wife had said when we were at Knotfest too, was just how awesome the people were, you know, going through all this, all the shit with all the lines and everything, just, mm -hmm she was commenting on how the people are just awesome. Like you wouldn't always get that everywhere and metalheads rule. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was really cool. And I will say that also, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a short stubby little man. And so <laughs> when I'm, when, when I'm on the floor, um, yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to see a lot of the times. And so this time I did get, this is the first time at the armory where I, where I got like, up one level i was on the club level and um it absolutely was fantastic i had 
I mean, there was still a little bit when Megadeth was playing where it's like I had to kind of look around some people. It was still, you know, standing room up there. But mm -hmm. I mean, the the entire rest of the show, I could see line of sight. So yeah, if you're one where, you know, you're like me, where you're kind of a little too old for the <laughs> for the, the mosh pit. Um, yeah, I, I just, like I said, I thought it, it was just a great experience and I'll probably yeah. do it again at the Armory. It was really yep, good. And next time you can ride on my shoulders, and I'll walk around and you can pick your nose and fling your horns at people. Nice. Wood horns. Yeah, I think, you know what? This is this has been a really fun episode. I'm looking forward to more yeah. live music coming up here. Um, we have uh, we have a lot of things that, that are coming. You know, one thing that we talked about too, um, uh, coming up, uh, I'm going to be going to see Sebastian Bach in November. Um, I'm also... Um, in february bruce dickinson is going to be in town yeah. doing spoken word and i'm excited about that I'll, I'll definitely be going to that hearing some excerpts from his book what does this button do and what other stories he's going to be talking about so that'll be really fun yeah um, i think my next show is the halloween show in winona winona metal fest and it's on my calendar. I just yeah. got to figure out if I can make it there and back because it's a little hike for me. So we'll figure mm -hmm. it out. How far away is it for you? It's about a half hour. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. It's just I'll... over like just over like three hours for me. So I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. Yep. And then the week after that, on that must be the first Saturday of November, I think is it's the night before Testament. So we're going to Bay Strikes Back, and then the night before that is. I forget who's all playing, but Mastiff, which our friend Rob Carlson is a guitarist in. So they're playing. So I think I might make a weekend out of that. So nice. And then of course Metallica in December. That's right. That's right. It'll be good. We gotta we gotta do something super awesome for the Thrash Report going to San Francisco. We'll figure that out. Body paint. Ooh. You know, hey, one thing uh uh, I want to do is thank everyone for their patience again. Thank everyone for that's watching live. That means so much to us. I really do appreciate yeah. it. Thank uh, you. Again, we're just metal dudes jaw jacking about, <laughs> about about live shows, but you know it's super fun and um, it was great to again you know meet Aaron in person. You know our listeners, uh, you know meeting up with you out and oh we forgot to mention uh, John Krenz was there too. Um, yeah, super fun time. Yep. So. Cousin um, Brett the Bomb Schomburg. Yep. So I want to I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for your support. Again, feel free to leave a review. I also wanted to mention too. I know that uh, Doug, we will follow up with you. Um, I know I did get um, a Twitter message um, regarding your your freebie. So I'll go ahead and. Uh, follow up yes Doug I need I need old guy seats too <laughs> so awesome so again go to thrashreport.com uh archives to all the other episodes and then we're gonna um we're gonna get back on the regular schedule here guys so thanks yeah. again we will see you next time on the thrash report see ya see ya